Just Three Guys. My name is AJ, and I am joined by Thomas and Q. Whoa, whoa. Yo, yo. NFL free agency is about to be upon us, and we already have some moves that are happening that we're going to be discussing later in the show. First thing we wanted to uh, get into is the UFC 259 recap, starting with Jan versus Sterling. I'm not going to say his first name because I butcher that shit every time. Aljamain. Aljamain. Well, Aljo. Aljamain, but is it Piotr? Piotr. Piotr. Oh, is that right? Okay. But it was Jan versus Sterling. Thomas, I'll let you kick it off. Oh, man. So, a little bit of controversy. Not not really controversial when you actually look at the rules, but um, for anybody who really didn't get to see it, so... Jan was winning the fight on two of the judges' scorecards and threw an illegal knee in the third round. I think the end of the third round, or midway through the fourth round, I forget what round it was, um, threw a knee to Aljamain Sterling while he was down on the ground, and basically Aljamain Sterling couldn't continue. Um, So it resulted in Piotr Jan being disqualified, and he lost his title. So Aljamain Sterling is now the the, um, 135-pound champ. Now, it sucks for multiple reasons because, for one, Jan was winning yeah. the fight. Right. And, you know, the fact that Sterling couldn't continue is the reason why he, you know, obviously won the title. Now, I have a theory because he started – Sterling started out, like, so energetic in the first round, and he was – essentially gassed himself out. Um, Because I know at one point, I think it was at the end of the second round – uh, Sterling's uh, head cornerman looked at him. And he was like, you know, how are you feeling? And Sterling just, you could see, like, he took, like, a deep breath and just shook his head. Like, he ga- he gassed out in the first two rounds. And it showed with everything. His wrestling was ridiculously sloppy. Like, everybody going into the fight, he was his wrestling was supposed to be what separated him. And he was, I think um, the final stat on the fight was he was one for 17 on his takedown attempts. And the only takedown he got was in the first round. It was for like, I think 30 seconds. He didn't do anything with it. Um, so I have my, my theory is I think if that illegal knee would have happened in like to say the first round, I think he would have got up and continued honestly. Yeah. I, I think it happened so late in the fight and he was losing and he was tired and gassed out. Now, don't get me wrong. I've never been kneed in the head by a professional fighter. But it looked, it almost looked like he was looking for a way out. Like, he was so tired, and he figured, you know, this is his chance at an out. Right. Do you think he staged the the concussion? <laughs> Who stages a concussion? I'm not, I'm not going to say he – I mean, I'm not going to say he staged it. Like, he definitely was probably concussed. I mean, without a doubt, the man took a, a knee to the head, you know. Straight to the dome. But, you know, there was – Dana White said after the post in the post fight conference, he said Aljamain Sterling went to the hospital to get checked out and was fine. Mm-hmm. So I obviously I you know he was impaired at, to some extent, but I think it was more so he was looking for a way out. Mm-hmm. Like he knew he wasn't going to win. It honestly, I think Jan would have finished him in the fourth or fifth round, a hundred percent. That's how gassed he was mm. going out there. Like Jan started putting the pressure on. You know, he, I think 100% he's seen a way out 
and he took that way out. So yeah, what I what, what I what I was hearing was that um one of Jan's uh cornermen told him to hit him while he was down. Well, Neil, well no, he said hit him while he was down, and he chose to knee. So are you are you gonna blame so, the cornermen or are we blaming Jan? So at first, you know, I was kind of like blaming the cornerman a little bit, but Jan came out and said he didn't even hear the the oh. corner. Oh, because I know um DC. So because he said um. Daniel Cormier, Khabib yeah, told him, yeah. yeah, he was hearing hearing them saying in Russian and uh, to to hit him while he was down and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Um, it's so you know at first I thought it was the corner's fault, like you said, because they obviously said kick him or knee him, whatever they had said. But the fact that Jan came that Jan came out and said that he didn't even hear his corner, uh-huh. you know, kind of kind of nips that in the butt but he threw a knee similar to it earlier in the fight where he hit him in the chest mm. with it so i think personally i think you know i 100 percent could be wrong i think he was going trying to go to the body again like hit knee him in the chest again i think he hit him in the head oh, did he grab his head <laughs> yeah i'll say but at the same time he very well could have just kneed him in the head <laughs> that, that was as intentional as it got oh but you know, they're gonna they're gonna rematch it for sure. Dana White already said it's gonna they're gonna run that fight back as yeah, soon as I, they I, can. I remember uh, um, Aljamain Sterling said he didn't want to win it like that, stuff like that. He that's what he said. But then you know, he, he later that on smoke. that night he was posing with, well later on that night he was posing with Henry Cejudo talking about, oh maybe I should just fight Cejudo instead of Jan. So you know for yes he's a champion, but it's it feels like he's an illegitimate champion. It's like an asterisk. He, yeah, because he he won the fight off of somebody else's stupidity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it really opened my eyes because for you know watching Jan, Jan really hadn't fought any like top dudes in the in the UFC. Like he didn't fight a Corey Sandhagen like Aljamain Sterling did. The only person he really fought was. Jimmy Rivera and Aldo, and I've, Aldo's older, but you know it. That fight really showed how good Piotr Jan is from not just a striking standpoint. That you know a lot of a lot of people already knew his boxing was phenomenal. It showed how good of a grappler he was because he was out grappling a guy who was looked at as the best grappler in that weight class. So. I think if you're Aljamain Sterling and that rematch is coming around, I don't you you're gonna have to be in better better shape cardio yeah. wise because you're you're not gonna wear him out in the first round. That that showed it. He because he had Yan on his back foot the whole time and it didn't work. Outside of the oh. DQ, I think the one thing I remember the most from that fight is every single time Sterling got put to the ground, he would get in almost like it's almost like a an open fetal position on his back with his knees up. And he's just from his guard, defending yeah, to make sure Jan doesn't yeah. attack him on the ground. And he was on his back a lot doing that. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, um, like because you know I have recently been getting into UFC over the past you know year or so. Um, I'm not sure if you know that's a respectful thing to do, or if that's considered uh, like a coward thing as far as you know let him take you down or is it 
a good defensive move. Like I don't see other UFC fighters what do you doing mean, like, that. To have your legs up like that? Right. So okay, no, so all the all Because that was the first time that I saw it. So you put your legs up because obviously you're you're defending yourself. Like right. say Jan wanted to jump into his guard or wanted to try to go to, you know, half mount. Um or half guard, I'm sorry. Um it's with your legs up, it makes it easier to defend because you can throw those kicks. Right. Um, but with that being said, it's also very tiring because, you know, imagine basically doing flutter kicks or, or bicycle kicks on your back Hella ab work while out. getting kicked. Right. Yeah. In the middle of a fight. Um, but no, there's a, there's a lot of people who do it. And part of the reason why Sterling was staying on the ground a little bit longer is because that's where him and his team felt he had a significant advantage at. So obviously you want to try to entice somebody to come to the ground with you and basically come into your world. So you see a lot of like jujitsu guys will kind of hesitate and stay on the ground a little longer to try to get somebody to come down yeah, to yeah. the ground with them. That's all. That's all that was. It wasn't, you know, him. He could have got, he could have got up. I mean, he would have got kicked. That's why the ref was standing him up. Um, but that's, that's all that is. It's just kind of a, a way to defend yourself on the ground so they can't just hop in and elbow you in the face. Mm-mm. But definitely definitely looking forward to the rematch of that. I think if you're Aljamain Sterling, I don't really know how you see a path to victory at that yeah. point because he he beat you at your own game. Yeah. Yeah. He definitely for sure. definitely was on that fight. Yeah. For sure. Um um <clears throat> next fight <laughs> The Lioness <laughs> retains her championship, like probably one of the easiest fights she's ever had. I don't think she was. Yeah, I don't do. I, I don't, don't even she know if she touched. got hit. Right. Yeah, I don't know if she got hit. I don't think she was touched. But Amanda, Amanda Nunez versus is it Megan or Megan? Megan. Anderson. Megan Anderson. Uh, Anderson had the size advantage, but it doesn't matter. Nah. She, yeah. she said Nunez said that she fought taller girls before. Like this was nothing new. Bro, I would say she's training with dudes at her gym on a daily bait, and, like, the dudes at her gym are murderers. <laughs> this chick didn't have a chance. That was – bro, the fact that the fact that um, Nuna submitted her, bro, was – that was, like, mercy on her part because she could have absolutely blasted her for five yeah, rounds. Like she, she did. Uh, oh, yeah. The Canadian chick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Felicia Spencer. But, yeah, this – now, this was a, a no-brainer. The after the fight, because there's really not a whole lot to go over with that. But she caught her with a right hand, and I think if you're that right hand hit, and Megan Anderson was like, "Oh, <laughs> okay." Yeah, I would I would have went Maybe down I'm, and just taking the next I'm never couple punches the championship. and then I'm done. <laughs> right. <laughs> now, so I don't know if you remember, but at the end of the Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer fight. Amanda Nunes let Spencer hold the belt. Yeah. At the end of the Megan Anderson fight, Amanda Nunes grabbed her her baby and brought the baby over to Megan Anderson, and Megan Anderson was like playing with the kid. Yeah, she's so nice. And what's what's more disrespectful in your you know like which one would you rather have happen to you? Like, would you rather like the baby for sure? Are you kidding me? The baby. I think at that point, I think it's just a respect thing. I mean, honestly, what are you gonna say? Yeah, <laughs> she just, especially the way she was doing, um, uh, Spencer. 
or whatever. Right. It, it was bad. Yeah. Shorty face was all bloody, and I, then you're going to let her touch the belt. Yeah. That was so disrespectful. Because, I'll say, because let's be real. If you're, if you're fighting, the ultimate goal is to, you know, become a yeah. champion. She she got the belt getting beaten. She got the belt at forty five seconds at one thirty five and one forty five, right? God yeah. Damn. <laughs> so you got to think if you're if you're a hundred forty five pounder and you've seen what she's done to the last two girls, you know, chalk it up. You're never you're not winning the title. <laughs> I don't like you said. I'd rather I'd rather spend interact with the baby because don't put yeah, the title on I'm, me i'm, I'm never gonna have that, it for real right. i don't want that don't touch Unless me you have a freak accident knocking on wood while we fighting or something like i have no chance bro cut, cut me <laughs> cut me let me go somewhere else and have a shot at winning the title God, leave, uh, now, now i did see the talk is you know who and nunez fight next and the name shevchenko's coming up again for her to have a rematch, one, which this will be her so that third, be time. third fight. Right. This yeah. will be her third time. She's undefeated versus Shevchenko. Um, I think they went to yeah. decision both times. I don't think it was TKO. Um, no. So the first fight, Nunes definitely won. The second fight, there was a little bit of controversy because a lot of people, myself included, feel Shevchenko won that fight. Right. But, but they're thinking that she'll probably be like the next contender because she's gotten a lot better since then. Yeah. I mean, there's... She'll probably go down to 135 and defend her belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I don't know. There's nobody at 145 no. in the UFC, at least, that can that can fight her. I mean, there's a couple people outside the UFC. You could have, like, um, Kayla Harrison, I think her name is. Is it Harrison or Phillips? I forget. Um, she, it, she was the PFL 145 pound champion uh-huh. yeah kayla harrison and um she's 145 pounder mm-hmm. but even then i don't think she beats nunez uh um and then the other name that was coming up is i don't know if you know who clarissa shields is no she's um, oh, is that the, she's the a boxer chick, right? yeah 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 she's a a four weight division and a four division champ in boxing and she recently got into MMA. Now, granted, right now she's nowhere near ready for Nunes and MMA just because she could take her to yeah. the ground and annihilate her. But if you give her a couple years and like let her at least learn how to defend takedowns on a consistent basis, you might be able to do something there just because her she obviously has knockout power in her hand so that, that's all you that is but, true but i remember um she wanted to fight uh layla ali and layla ali told her you know she's not ready for that who yeah, clarissa shields i don't know layla ali hey but there, i'll say there's a difference between fighting another boxer and then fighting <laughs> yeah people that can use and an mma yeah, person you, yeah take you down you know all that stuff yeah, like I think if you could set it up, maybe have Amanda Nunes fight her in boxing, a match in boxing, and then have Clarissa Shields f- take a match against her in MMA, uh-huh. you might be able to do it, like for money, for money purposes. But as far as 145 pound goes in the UFC, she's gonna run through yeah, everybody. That's a lot. Do I think the only reason they have that belt still, I think, is because. 
she wants to defend it. Yeah. I don't know what else they can possibly do to her unless they just keep feeding her these sacrificial lambs every they couple gonna, months. Um, they gonna put a, a transgender in there. That's, yeah. that's the only way, man. <laughs> she gonna have to fight one of these transgender MMA fighters. I actually seen a um a tweet from Luke Thomas during like right after the Nunes fight. Who he said um there's no possible way that you cannot convince me Amanda Nunes could fight uh, a man at her weight, like one of the male fighters at her weight. I was like, I was like, bro, at 145 pounds. I was like, no way. I was like, bro, that's like dudes like Max Holloway and Volkanovski. Um, okay. You know, I, I don't understand what, I don't understand why they keep trying to like throw, throw the. I hate, yeah, I hate, yeah. yeah, I hate that dude. Take her, take her for what she is. You know, even if you want to, in terms of fighting, I mean, for sure she's the, the women's goat of the UFC for sure. There's no questions no, yeah. about that. Nope. But she's never gonna. She'll never get the respect she deserves when you toss the men and women together just because it's so male heavy and they're looking at the hits and stuff like that. But take her for what her, what she is. Appreciate her while she's here. Let her do her thing. Let her keep murdering all the women that she fights. Yeah, we are. They'll find somebody eventually. We're witnessing great greatness watching her. Yeah, and it, it's a shame she's not marketed by the UFC more than what she really is. Because she's not American. No, I mean, she's made a name for herself. You said she, what? Because she's not Q? American. I don't no, think that's the No, you can't even case. use it. You can't use that. Because really? If you I look mean, at, you seen how they was boosting Ronda McGregor's Rousey. not American? Yeah, McGregor's not American. Adesanya's not American. But that's because Ronda Rousey was the first woman to sign with the UFC. She was the first 135-pound champ for women at least in the UFC you know she was like ridiculously well known before she was acting in movies no, no, no. she was fighting first then she was doing the acting no that's what that's what I'm uh-huh. saying so she was doing but she was like adding more stuff on and the UFC was pushing that the UFC is not pushing Amanda Nunes the way that they should be pushing her uh-huh. and the the whole American thing doesn't count because you look at some of the most you know well pushed fighters in the UFC, I would say. Oh no, I'm not talking about how many men. champions I'm not in the UFC because obviously you know the Brazilians been dominating. Bro, and... I'll say none of the feet, none of the female champions are American. No, I'm saying, but when Ronda was there, it seems like Ronda Rousey was getting more publicity and stuff like that. Even when Holly I, Holm, I think won. it's because she was sleeping with Dana White. I mean, allegedly. she she did a lot of other stuff though outside of the UFC herself, like she did. He, Photo shoots, like I think she yeah. was in Sports Illustrated. Yeah, she did, she did wrestling. The body issue. She was on. She did movies. Yeah, all that stuff. I'm saying, it seemed like. Well, she did wrestling you know, after UFC. Oh yeah, she did after. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah. But after she learned that she can't compete anymore. <laughs> it was it was very easy to market her because she was the first woman in the UFC to do all this stuff. So it's, it's like when you're the first to do something, that's very easy to market. And to some, she was pretty. To some. Yeah, no. I guess. <laughs> to some. I say some. That's why I said some. No, that pit. Um, but yeah, she... You take Nunes for what she is, bro. She's a hell of a fighter, bro. I don't see her losing anytime soon. No, I don't. I don't either. Um, main event, though. I'll let, I'll let AJ talk about it a little bit. I'll let AJ at least get started because, you know, that's, yeah, I, his, that's his boy. 
I'm not too upset with uh, with Izzy taking his first loss that way. It sucks that it had to be that way when he had to go out of his weight class and he had to go up versus Polish power Jan. Not Jan. Yeah, yeah Jan. 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 Yeah. It's another Jan like, just spelled different. Uh, Izzy did a really good job as far as defending himself and not getting freaking just obliterated by those, what do they call it, the Polish hammers? The Polish power. Yeah, like, yeah. He defended himself well. I actually thought it was a good fight for going all the way to the fifth round. Um, it was a very technical fight, I agree. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It was, it was a mental fight. If you were looking for a knockout, I didn't see that happening at all. I didn't. And the only way I would see a knockout is if Jan landed a punch on Izzy, and I, I didn't think that was going to happen. And when I say land a punch, I mean, like, that you, the punch, you know? I would say, because you, in the fight, he Izzy was Jan getting landed up. A, yeah, he was Jan getting landed up. some big punches, and Izzy, like, wore the punches and very well. Through the first Even Izzy caught Jan with a couple, yeah. like, really, really good punches because he hurt Jan, I think, in the second oh, round it, up against the cage, say, hurt him. Izzy was winning the fight probably up until about the third round, and that's when Jan would get him on the takedown and kept him on the ground for the rest of the round, literally. So, yeah, I had – personally, I thought Izzy won the first round. I thought Jan won the second round. Um, The third round was kind of like – because, yeah, Jan took him down, but it was for a very – short amount of time you didn't really do anything with it so to me if you would have gave that round to izzy i would have it would have been whatever the only two rounds that you like knew for sure who won four and five were four and five yeah because Jan took him down and held him there and was able yeah. to keep him on the ground those are the only two rounds that you actually knew somebody won the um, the thing about this fight that separates izzy from the others is you didn't see izzy taunt as much it, yeah it he was a very like respectful a fight. calm and demeanor to him especially after the uh the costa fight everyone had this stigma that izzy was a you know in above his head you know his fame in the ufc's you know turning him into a different person than what he is and we kind of saw a more respectful side of izzy for the entire fight and then also into the post-conference when he was talking about, you know, um, first loss had to happen sometime. Glad it was outside of my weight class. There's still no one in my weight class that can beat me, which I still think is kind of true. Yeah. Because he's at, what, 185? That's 185. His, and he went up to 205, which I don't yeah. even think – Going weighed into in the at, fight, he was at, what, 195? He weighed 200? in – he weighed in at 200 and a half pounds yeah. is what he weighed in at. Um, but like you said, yeah, it was very respectful. Obviously you kind of have to do that when you lose your, you're in a whole new weight class. Like right. he could talk all the shit he wants about 185 pounds because he's the king of that division. He's ruling yeah. over it. And you know, sure. It's a loss, but it's not a title loss for him because he wasn't defending his own, weight class he was going for yeah another. um i i agree with you on that um the the only thing is is like you know it it goes to show like we can use a couple other like 
if you're jumping from 135 pounds to 145, that's not that big of a difference. You know, mm-hmm. if you do 45 to 55, that's not terrible. To jump from 185 to 205, not oh, you're it's a huge difference, just, dude. That's just a 20 pound. That's a 20 pound gap at what you have to weigh in at. Mm-hmm. I. If you don't think Jan walked in that cage at at least 220, 225, so you got to think, he cuts to make 205. Yeah. Got off that scale, drank a bottle of water, and probably immediately got back up to 210 after that bottle of water. Yeah. Um, I Izzy probably literally walked into that cage the most 205 at the most, I think. See, I thought that they said he had walked in like below two hundred. He he very well could have. He was like I thought they said he was like around one ninety five, one ninety seven. It's like just he had lost. It's just very rare that you see a guy um, walk into the cage lighter than what they weigh in at. Yeah. Just because you're not cutting weight anymore and, at that point, you know you're. Re- but he probably he said he didn't really cut weight for it. Right. He just did his normal so stuff, many, so he didn't have an issue. There's so many different body types. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, once you get to two, 200 to 225, like, there's well, so Well, it's many... very, yeah, I would say. So, Go ahead. the difference in the weight class for who he could have fought, like, it, to me, it wasn't in his favor in terms of weight class. But, I mean, when you're going up against that type of person... It to me it made a huge difference, especially the champion. So, uh, well, my my thing is is like, obviously that fight. If you remember how I said I thought the fight was gonna have to go for Jan to win, completely different. Jan was super patient. I thought Jan was gonna have to make it an ugly fight. He ended up, you know, going for some takedowns, which, you know, I said, but I thought on the feet, I thought you were gonna get a lot more like blitzes, and mm-hmm. he was gonna try to make it as ugly as possible because. From a technical standpoint, you're not going to find a lot of guys, if any, in the UFC who are better pure striker than Adesanya is. Um, it's just like you you seen a, uh, in the fourth or fifth round, uh, I think I want to say it was the fourth round when he took him down. Izzy tried to explode out of it to get back up and couldn't do anything. Yeah. Like he tried to explode and Yon didn't go anywhere. If anything, Yon had Yon just like gotten to a different position that kind of yeah went more in his favor. Mm-hmm. So I think like if do I think he could beat a lot of people at two hundred five yeah. for sure. I think he could beat Yon at two hundred five. I but he has to. I think he has to put the weight on the right way. Like that's why like when you see a lot of guys who are su- successful when they move up in weight. It's people who take their time and, you know, put muscle on and do the do the weight the right way, not just kind of, I'm just not going to cut weight and fight. Yeah. That's yeah. not typically a, a good thing. You got to put the weight on the right way for it. So, um, so you think this, uh, this run with the uh, Izzy and John Jones hype? Because John Jones said he... I don't think it's... I don't know if it'll he, actually he's happen. He's done. Like, no, right now, right now it's probably done. That fight's gonna happen, at one way or another. It's gonna oh, end no. up happening. John Jones said, "Man, there's no point." Yeah, there's, Le- 
There's a lot of me. money in it, though. It is true. I'll say money talks. Dana's going to drop care that about contract, money. and it's going to be massive. You don't care about money. He a crackhead. I mean, no, no. He definitely does care about money because that's the reason why he hasn't fought at heavyweight yet because they wanted they offered him to fight Francis, but he said he wasn't getting paid enough. Oh, Francis is going to come out and throw them things. So, <laughs> he is so, wild. You know, but on the flip side of that, talking about John Jones, John Jones is moving up to heavyweight. Yeah. He's in the process of bulking up to move to heavyweight. But what it, happens if John Jones goes up to heavyweight and loses? Hasn't it been a while? Like, since he fought? Since he's yeah. fought? He hasn't fought since... 2018? He hasn't fought... He fought last year. Two years ago, I'm sorry. The 2019. Because okay. okay. he fought Dominic hey, Reyes. What that, the whack fight? When he was apologizing? No, 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 no. That was the... um. No, there was a Dominic Reyes fight. Yeah, he was like, I'm sorry, you know, that I didn't get the fans what they want and blah, 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 stuff like that. Oh, no, no, no. That was in – that. so he fought literally a year oh. ago. He fought February of 2020 okay. was his last fight. Oh. Um, So you think about it. What happens if John Jones moves up to heavyweight and loses? He's in the same boat as he is. He yep. moved up. It didn't work out. True. Um, But – with that being said, when you watch the way that Jan handled Izzy, there's literally nothing in the world of fighting that Jan does better than John Jones. Jan's not a better striker no. than John Jones. He's cer- he's not a better wrestler. I'll say that's what John Jones does. He came into the into the MMA as a wrestler. So if you're being real, like that whole caution and Jones is taller, so the whole caution that Jan had starting out. I don't think you would have seen John Jones do that. Uh, John Jones might have might have actually finished Izzy on the ground. Mm. How how old is John Jones? Because Jan's thirty two. John Jones is thirty two. I and think. And Izzy's thirty one. Yeah. Which Izzy is a so, young ass looking thirty one dude. <laughs> John Jones is. I'm so sorry. I'm messing this up. I'm pretty sure he's thirty two. Yeah, I put in the you know. Okay. The the years off. You know, that definitely helped. So, 33, I'm sorry. He's 33. Okay. But, you know, it's a guy he hasn't fought that much in the last couple of years. He's fought maybe one time a year. So, Izzy's going to move back down to 185. He's He wants to fight Darren Till. I don't think that's going to happen. Why do you want to fight Darren um, Till so bad? Just because I, he he wants to fight new people, you know. Whitaker and Costa fight uh, in April, uh-huh. I believe. The winner of that, I feel, would probably get. Let me rephrase that. If Whitaker wins, Whitaker would probably get the next title shot. But if you're Izzy, you knocked Whitaker out. You knocked Costa out. Um, you haven't fought Darren Till, but the person who would make the most sense, Darren Till fights Marvin Vittori. And Marvin Vittori, like, years ago when him and Adesanya fought already, they Adesanya won by split decision. Okay, okay. That might be a good one. And now this is, you know, two, two, three years down the road. That's a very, you know, Vittori's on a roll now since the Adesanya fight. That's a very, that's a fight that could very well happen if Vittori beats Till. <clears throat> Do you think we're going to see but, Izzy fight again this year? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You think it'll be like August, what, what is September? it right now? March, January, February. 
April, May, June, maybe July, August. Yeah. You think around there? Yeah. Because he didn't he didn't take any substantial damage in the Yan fight. He's not gonna have like he's not gonna need like medical right. a medical clearance or anything like that. He he probably is back at camp training today. I want to um, if they can't find anyone for Nunez. I want them to like put three Karens in there and let Nunez fight oh him. Lord, <laughs> <laughs> bro. If it's if it's one thing the UFC will do, the UFC will find somebody to fight. Like if you look at the featherweight rank, the 145 pound women's rankings, I think there's only like two people ranked. It's crazy. Yeah, they don't. They just don't have the people. They have four people ranked in the UFC. If that, Insane. that's not even the UFC's website. That's crazy. That's, and you know, they just ha- they have to they have to do uh rank somebody because they don't have a choice. I lied. Women's featherweight has nobody else ranked <laughs> other than Amanda that's, Nunes. Wow. They just have to rank somebody when she fights them. <laughs> it's crazy Everyone's that, like how big the UFC's gotten that you know the roster is that small. In terms of that class. Oh, oh, that's because you don't... There's not a lot that's of... 145, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of the big-name 145ers are all Bellator, PFL, you know. Like, that that class was built strictly for Cyborg. Mm. And then Nunes obviously ended up beating Cyborg. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that, but that's why they just don't sign a lot of 145-pounders because either they're a not that good apparently or there's just not a lot of them that dana white is like yeah yeah we'll sacrifice her to the lamb (laughs) (laughs) we'll give her to the wolves but though like i said if she wants to defend it they'll find somebody for her they'll they'll pick up they'll put us in a wig and have us go out there and fight her it's not worth it if it means that they're gonna make some money (laughs) on it (laughs) (laughs) well as far as uh, the UFC, I think this. Uh, oh, excuse me. There we go. I think as far as this card that we had, it probably will be the best this year. Maybe. Um, right. And in, in terms of name value, yeah, like I think uh, obviously we're all kind of in agreement. The Santos and Rackage fight was awful boring boring as ever but to me for the most part i enjoyed the rest of the car obviously it was really unfortunate about what happened in for uh Piotr Jan and sterling kind of you know killed my violence boner for a second <laughs> but um it, amanda nunez redeemed it for me with a 45 second murder so um the only other thing i do want to say about this card is uh the performance Islam put on against Drew Dober. Wait, what what submission was that? Like, it, so it was an arm triangle is what he choked him God out. With. Oh, is that the one where you had tweeted it was like finally a pretty boy lost or something like that? Oh no, no, no. That was on the that was on the um the early prelims. That was uh older, I think his name is. I just, dude, he's I one just of Addison's Looking at Dober in that fight, I was like, this dude looks like he's going to get his ass beat. <laughs> no, so Drew Dober's at, nah, like, was, was on a, a win streak. Yeah, he was on a win streak. It's just Islam is nasty. Like, that arm triangle he put in it wasn't even set. He didn't even have it actually, like, 
set up the right way. He just he choked he just choked him out. Like, Yo, what in the world? He is just that? put that much pressure on it. <laughs> yeah, it was an arm triangle. It just wasn't. He technically didn't have it set up the right way. Like he didn't step over the whole way. He just choked him out. Um, he called out Tony Ferguson though, because Islam was at fourteen. The UFC, if Khabib is done, the UFC is going to try to catapult him by, by I would guarantee by mid midpoint next year, a year from now, today, March 9th, 2022, I guarantee you Islam fights for a title by then. Right. I would, I would get, because they're going to, the performance he put on against Drew Dober, they're going to give him, he's going to get a top seven opponent. He wants to fight Tony Ferguson. He's going to, Probably murder Tony Tony Ferguson, put Ferguson on a three fight losing streak, and then he's gonna jump up the rankings. He'll be maybe anywhere from five to seven, and then he's right there with those with those other guys like Justin Gaethje and you know uh, Poirier, Michael Chandler, all those guys. He's right there with them. I guarantee you, a year from now, he would have fought for a title. Okay, okay, stamp it. We're gonna stamp it. Yeah. For okay. sure, that's my that's book it. If you could bet on it, book it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are going. We're going. We are going. Oh Lord, Jesus Christ! I can't talk. Oh Lord, we are going to move into the NFL free agency. Um, free agency hasn't officially started, but teams are already making their cuts because we're in the uh, the days of franchise tags. Teams have a deadline to get their franchise tags out. I think by the end of the week. Um, today, today I think was the oh, deadline. Today is the deadline. Today was so the deadline, I believe. We've had some big names already who didn't get franchise tagged, which means that they're going to go straight to free agency. Does that mean they're going to resign, or does that mean they're going to sign with another team? Not necessarily. Teams can still resign. Basically, they'll just have to, you know, make a good deal. For Compete them. now. Yeah. Right. So, uh, headlined by Hunter Henry, he's going to be one of the top tight ends out there along with Johnny Smith. Woo. Uh, Chris Carson is probably the number one running back out there. And I only say that because Aaron, Aaron Jones. Well, Aaron Jones didn't get expected to resign, tag, but he's expected to resign. Okay. There hasn't been any talk with Seattle with that. So I don't consider Aaron Jones just yet, but I could see Seattle moving on from Chris Carson, especially mm-hmm. with the running back class that we have coming in the draft. Yeah. Um, as far as defense goes, this one hurt. Keanu Neal's gone. <laughs> Will Anthony sign him? Probably not because they're broke as broke as hell. Um, is there anyone else that you had as far as like key like players? maybe some the only sleeper free I, agent? Yeah, the only other one that kind of was, if you watch football, you know, not really a big name, but one of the best offensive linemen. That's Joe Thune from the Patriots. Yeah, Joe Thune, baby. Thune? Is it Thune? Thune. Oh, Thune. Yeah. Thune. My bad. <laughs> Um, and David but y'all, Andrews. y'all ended up getting Trent Brown. Yeah, yeah, they traded for him today. It's not like – I don't know if it's actually, like, official yet, but they – them and the Raiders agreed to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is big for the Patriots because Trent Brown kind of, like, became a star offensive lineman in New England. And then he left and was a little underwhelming in Las Vegas, if you want to call him that now. Um, right. So coming back, hopefully he'll be able to find that mojo again. Yeah, this was just a small sample of you know what we're going to be seeing next week. Yeah. Because um, next week they're, it's really going to be 
there's going to be a lot of names out there. And there's probably going to be a lot of good players that may not even get a contract unless they take Mm -hmm. a significant pay cut because that new salary cap is ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. And a lot lot of teams are going to be scrapping to try to find decent players. I mean, the worst thing is a player – what I would think is if someone wants to be on a team that bad, they're going to have to lower their standards. They're going to have to get, you know, a one- or two-year deal and it'd be cheap as hell. Mm-hmm. And wait for – I well, with fans coming back this year, which I definitely think will happen of course. as we're nearing the they'll, end of the They'll pandemic, make some more money. Right. I think that salary cap's probably going to be boosted yeah. next year. So what what harm is it to take like a one- or two-million-dollar contract Injury. for a year with Injury. a little mini – They can get injury yeah. insurance. But – there's insurance in those contracts, though. As long as you get saying, that worked hey, out with your agent, of course. Who really? I don't yeah. know a lot of people that have, have that. I never heard a player have Look, that. I wanna, I wanna get Naquan's uh, opinion because I know, I know at least all the three of us. We've seen the news that Big Ben is going back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so I, I I know when I got the when I got the news I was laughing because I knew how mad he was gonna be about it. Now does Pittsburgh go quarterback in the first round still? Man, I don't know. <laughs> I don't oh, think so. Bro. I Haskins, think man. I think Big Ben is gonna go there. Yeah, I'll say I think honestly I think they're gonna give yeah. Haskins a shot. I think they're gonna let him sit behind Ben for at least a season. And see what he can do. Actually, learning from because uh, Tomlin's a good coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I th- I think they're gonna I think they're gonna wait it out and see but if he can is, do something. Who is our quarterback coach? Because whoever he is needs to get fired immediately. If he hasn't been <laughs> fired yet, he needs to get fired. Because bruh, it seemed like I mean usually teams you know you find your your dominant rough and that's what we got with Ben, but. Uh, but Matt God, Canada. Damn, bro. I mean, from Matt Canada. From, what a name. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike Sullivan, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday. This is as of February 8th, made official their hiring of Mike All Sullivan right, as quarterback's coach. Job, oh. I mean, shit. We, we drafted Dennis Dixon, uh, Josh no, Dobbs, uh, Mason Rudolph. Who else? Uh, I'm, I'm forgetting some people. You guys had Duck, Duck, had bro, Duck for a second. I was like, Duck Hodges. Bro, it's. Everyone trash, and then Ben yeah. coming back. It, I was sick. I almost smoked a cigarette. I was so stressed, bro. This <laughs> man, I don't know why he won't give it up, bro. We not we not going to the Super Bowl with you again. <laughs> like you give up this dream of you going back to the Super Bowl night. No, would you rather have them drafted a quarterback in the first round, than, or the first or second round, than take Ben back for a season, or would you rather have them like? Try to trade for like when he was available, like trade for a Carson Wentz or a Matthew Stafford, yeah, I, somebody I feel like, like we that. Might go O line in the first, second round because mm-hmm. O line is definitely depleted, especially with Pouncey retiring. That that definitely yeah. hurt. But um, yeah. I, to be honest, I, I don't know, man, because we we didn't have no money to sign a, a big free agent quarterback. So yeah, it, it was like we had to we had to deal with it, man. And it's gonna be another rough year. It's gonna be another thirty touchdowns. No, twenty-eight picks. 
Now, I know uh, Juju, I believe, is a oh, restricted free agent, too. You don't oh, want Pittsburgh to keep what? him? I mean, he's restricted, so, I mean, you know, in the at the end of the day, Pittsburgh gets yeah, yeah, yeah. the final say in whether he comes back or not. But, you know, I, I what's his – I'm sure he'll have, like, maybe a, a second or third round tenure on him So for any team that signs him. So, you know, if you get a team that's willing to sign him for – more money than you're willing to pay. I mean, you might as well give them up and try to get that draft For pick sure. back in yeah. return. If I was Pittsburgh, I'm offering three honey buns. Because I he he he's proven <laughs> that well he's not a number one. Like, yeah, he needs yes. another guy with him. And like we have dudes on the team that's faster. James Washington, um, mm-hmm. Claypool can move. Uh, Johnson, is it is it uh, Eli Rogers? Oh, yeah, Johnson, Johnson, Deontay like, Johnson. We, we got speedy is guys, the one, yeah. Man. Claypool a big receiver and stuff like that. But um yeah, Juju the mm-hmm. stats speak for themselves, man. Last year no. disgustingly mediocre. Yeah. I, I think I think all those TikTok dances he was doing wasn't really oh, yeah, helping. I, mean, it way like, worse. I, I know you've said it I know you've said it multiple times, like it's all fun and games when you're winning, but once you're not producing and you start losing, you know, you kind of need to turn that off and focus on focus on, yeah, the, for sure. on the game. And he's still – I mean, I, and, uh, I ain't going to hate on him. He's still doing his TikTok dances in the offseason while he's training and stuff. Mm-hmm. He got blue hair now. I don't know what the hell going on. <laughs> I really don't, man. <laughs> yeah. I think two days ago was Hans Ward's birthday. And, you know, just – a nice up class legend like that, you know. I, I miss that in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> always I miss that smiling in the room with our receivers, man. But Heinz Ward is the only guy that could that could get a helmet that could be hit helmet to helmet and have a smile on his face the yeah, whole he got time. Those, those good symptoms of CTE <laughs> knocked his brain right, <laughs> made him happy. Now, now I want to. Uh, I'm curious on your guys' opinion. Like, uh, I guess we'll just keep with Q real quick since we're on the Steelers. If there's an ideal free agent, who would you want Pittsburgh to sign? Mm. I really think they need a running back, dude. I mean, a running back don't matter if you don't got no line. Yeah. Oh, Pouncey did retire. Damn it, AJ, I Mm -hmm. said that. Yeah. You did say that. I know. AJ had a little AJ moment again. That's that's. I did have a moment. (laughs) That's our AJ. Definitely O line. So, so you would say spend the money on yeah. an offensive lineman Most in free definitely. agency, and then, well, I don't know where you guys pick at in we the draft like uh, in the first round. Twenty two, right? Because we went, we we lost first round. Playoffs. Is it? I think it's twenty two. So, okay, so say at twenty two, like, what's a a realistic, like, draft pick if you were? the GM of Pittsburgh, who would you draft at 22? 24. 24, I'm sorry, 24. Ooh. There's quite a few good linemen out there. Now, the dude from Oregon going, like, top five, bro. <laughs> okay, yeah. not Hey, him. man, I want the best Obviously, of the best. Obviously, you might be able to so, get Leatherwood. Leatherwood so, this bad. this little mock draft that um, has you guys picking a linebacker at 24. Which I understand because once Bush went down, we definitely was getting exposed. So I won't, I won't be there. Apparently, this guy that they have, I don't know who he is, um, Zafine Collins, he's from Tulsa. Tulsa. But 
when they when they talk about him, you know, he he can rush the passer, he can drop into coverage, you know, he makes plays in space. So yeah, like I said, when uh Bush went down, our linebacker core was it was depleted. It was bad. Not yeah, but I definitely, 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 definitely so, think we should go old linemen. Them linebackers would be there. Yeah, them in the draft, would be there in the Maurice second Jones, round. Maurice Jones Drew has. Y'all getting Jalen Mayfield, Michigan. Michigan offensive yes, tackle. Yep, I won't be mad at that, especially another Michigan so, guy. <laughs> so we we see where we see where you want Pittsburgh to go. You know, obviously pick some of the the big ugly right. picks. You know that yeah. people uh, like us appreciate. Mass so much in a bad offense, bro. Well, yeah, a perfect a perfect example of that was um. Do you remember when, like, the Cowboys' offense was, like, killing everybody? They spent, like, first-round picks for, like, yeah. five straight years on offensive linemen. You know, and it if, yeah, if it I'm worked out, obviously. 13-3. Like yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, your offense is only going to move as good as your offensive yeah. line is. Like, any quarterback can look like a superstar given the time. Very true. If you can keep them upright – He'll look great, but with that being said, even superstar quarterbacks, if they don't have a don't decent offensive up. line, yeah. look average. Yeah. So we see where you want to go. You want you want Pittsburgh to get some some of the big yeah, ugly 100%. guys. AJ, if you had an ideal free agent, because I'm assuming you, if you could re-sign anybody, you would, I'm assuming you would want them to re-sign Keanu Neal. Uh, the only thing that like. It's spotty about him is his injury yeah. history. Granted, mm-hmm. he did play all of last year, but when you tear your ACL two years in a row, Jesus. yeah, that's just not good. So, who would be the ideal free agent to go to Atlanta? Either a player or like what position? Hmm. 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 From what we have out there right now, Thuny or Tooney. Tooney, so you yeah. want to go offensive line too? Hundred percent. Matt Ryan was getting okay. Killed, and then um, <laughs> offensive line, yeah. and then quarterback in the draft. So, any? Do you have a particular quarterback in mind? Obviously, take uh, Trevor really Lawrence away think, because we all assume Lawrence is going to go. I really think it's going to come down to Zach Wilson or Trey Lance. Uh huh. So, do you think? So are you saying you think Fields is going to be the second quarterback taken, or you think no. Fields is I think going to Fields, fall? I think Fields falls to the Broncos. Let me look at the order. Hold on. Oh no! Yeah, um, I wouldn't necessarily say. That. Actually, no. Actually, I do think Fields will probably be the second the second quarterback. That makes sense. Because I think forgot, he's I be the, second the Jets quarterback number two. I think the Jets could go Fields. Okay, if they so don't go Wilson. Before you continue with that, while we're on the Jets, do you? Would you take a quarterback or, you know, you have a new head coach now. Do you think Sam Darnold's shown, like, enough flashes to be like, if we can keep this guy standing and healthy, we might have something? If I'm the Jets? Yeah. Or do Um, you just get rid of Darnold and maybe start over? This is the thing. This draft with how many first-round quarterbacks there are, Mm -hmm. it's it's very – you have to be very particular because – the Jets have a somebody's ton of money. bound to not work, <laughs> right? But the Jets have a ton of money mm-hmm. to spend. Mm-hmm. If they, I mean, if they see something in Sam Darnold and they build around him, I think it could work. Sam yeah. Darnold showed flashes, but he did not have 
the team around him to you know He's get that no support. weapons yeah to have we actually seen the best of Sam Darnold absolutely not but like you said have we flashes, seen flashes like, of what he can be I yes. I blame I remember a very specific play from last season where he was rolling out to his left and threw across his body back towards the middle of the field and threw like a 45 50 yard dime I for mean, a touchdown Sam Darnold should have been the best quarterback in his class for it's, where it's he all about was. The team you now, go to, man. with w- the yeah, right. But I say with the team that he went to, that didn't help. The management sucked. The coaching sucked. The players, it's, it's not that great. Yeah. He played the Patriots. So and he said he was seeing if, ghosts. I was like, oh Jesus. Yeah, oh, that, yeah, because he was getting no, and the Patriots weren't sending a lot of people at him either. They were just constantly getting back there. Right. So. I guess why I ask is because I know me personally, if I was the Jets, I would take um, Panay Sewell at two. Mm-hmm. That way you have – because Sewell play he plays guard or tackle. Don't he play uh, – Sewell plays play, play tackle. tackle. So, he plays tackle. So you have Makai Becton at left tackle that Got you it. spent line uh, massive. a top ten pick on. Yep. Then you have Panay Sewell at right tackle that you spend a top five pick on. You have two bookend tackles, and then there's so this draft is so wide receiver heavy. You can get good wide receivers, you know, second or third. But we see it every year where like you get a guy who goes in like the fifth round. You're like, oh dang, it I seems like all the top receivers there. going. Like, I mean, the bad thing it's not just it's not just their offense. Like their defense needs yeah. a lot of work too. They need work all over the place. But they can. They're one of the fortunate teams that can spend money in free agency. They are. They so are. you know, there's a lot of a lot of wide receivers and free agent. They could sign wide receivers yeah. mm-hmm. and draft defense. Yeah, they, for all we know, you know, they have a whole new regime taking command of the ship at this they? point. I I just I don't see them going defense at all with the second pick. No, they got the no, thing, no, no, no. If, they, if they did, then they're getting they, Micah Parsons, and that's because Micah Parsons had an unreal combine slash pro yeah, day or two whatever. First round picks. Well, Michael Parsons. Yeah, the Seahawks. They do. Yeah. They have. Yep. So you know, they it, maybe they the go twenty third pick. So maybe they go offensive the, lineman. The mock that I'm looking at, it has them going Fields number two, and then it okay. has them going Travis Etienne at pick mm. twenty three. Because Najee. by that point, they think Najee Harris is going to be mm. gone. Actually. Wait, yeah, they do. They think the Dolphins are going to get Najee Harris because they need a running back also. Etn. Oh. See, I uh, I don't like that mock I'm draft. Not, I'm not them. a big Etn fan. You, if you're going to take, yeah, if you're going to take a quarterback, great. You know, a lot of people are assuming they take a quarterback. I'm just kind of looking at it from the prospect of I like what I've seen from Sam Darnold. Like the flashes I've seen from Sam Darnold, I right, like yeah. it personally. I would, you know, I would give him another year with some help. some help. Um I don't like yeah, the ETN pick at all. I'm yeah, I would say I'm personally I'm not a ETN fan either. Um I, I don't I don't know if there's better running backs out there. I'm I don't like taking running backs in the first round unless you're like sure Trans- they're going to be a game changer for you like uh Saquon or Zeke or yeah. you know uh, how Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was for the Chiefs this year eh. when they used him. Um, he had a couple few games. Shoot, he, he looked, looked great a couple in the first he half. Good. Yeah. yeah. He just died off. 
So, you know, if you're going to take an offensive line, or I'm sorry, a running back in the first round, I think you have to make sure, like, you're dedicating your offense to saying, we're going to run the yeah. ball. And they don't even have an offensive line to run the ball behind. Le'Veon was averaging, like, 1.3 yards a carry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, and we've seen what Le'Veon Bell is able to do when obviously he's the featured back, I'm kind of going back to Pittsburgh because that's where really the only time he's been allowed to be the featured back was a, yeah, they had line, a good line then. We had like three, four Pro and, Bowls. That and, line. Yeah, I would say, and you've seen Le'Veon Bell was arguably the best running back in the league, at least top three or four running back in the league oh, that, was, that, that whole was time. Years, man. We had, yeah, the Multiple best running seasons, back, we yeah. had top three so, receiver. It, it was a great year. I'd say the, the, the killer bees were the – Top. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're the Jets, like in that mock draft, what's the point of taking a running back if you don't have an offensive That's line you can true. run behind? And, and running yeah. back to me is such a like no, a not dying, dying breed. It's so like you can you can find your running back like at any time to just pick up the workload and go. I think running, James I don't think running no, backs no, no. are a dying I'm breed. I think there's tons of running backs out there. For. I don't want to say. But if they don't have a line to run behind, disposable, they're disposable. they're like, disposable. Like you can always find. They're just like another number, basically. Other, like mm-hmm. if one goes down, you can find like another one. Two, three running backs that that's in the league now that I would never like change for anyone. Like Kamara, McCaffrey. Yep. Henry. Ah, see, Derek. Yep. It's Derek, only the top Henry, ones. Man, great, 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 but. In the playoffs, yeah, he was that's getting, true. Yeah, you can find another stumped. big guy. <laughs> like, if you can't, if you can't receive, I guess, nowadays, yeah, a running back, man, you, you one dimensional, and they find a way to stop you, bro, and you the whole offense, mm-hmm. you in trouble. Yeah. Now, um, I'm curious, like, because I know we kind of talked about the Titans' play calling. And uh, we'll kind of get back to, like, the draft and everything. I just want to, before it slips my mind, because I know we talked about how atrocious the Titans play calling yeah. was in that playoff game. Did you see, because their offensive coordinator, I think, was already taking a job somewhere else. Oh, Did you see the what the Bills want to get past? No. Is they, they want to make it to where you you are not allowed to interview or hire like coordinators and stuff like that until at least after the AFC or the championship games for the division. I mean, I think that's fair as long as your team's in. Like if you're. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, playoff teams, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see an issue with that. How, how many how many times have we seen like a defensive coordinator get hired? Like they're like, oh, he's agreed to become the head coach of such and such. And then they go out there the first game. He His defense gives up 40 <laughs> points. Like, like he's not focused, he doesn't care what happens at that point. He's already got a he's already yeah, like got a contract on, lined up. All the stuff is going yeah. on with uh, Eric Bieniemy, you know. To me, I was like, you know, he got to focus on because they're going to the Super Bowl. I was like, man, he need to focus on that. Yeah. But now, you know, season's over, still no job. Now, now the mm-hmm. I can have discussions and all, but during I was like, he needs to focus. Like, yeah, he got to get yeah. his team ready for this, uh, this I Super mean, Bowl they about to go to. All. All regular season, he was a shoe in to be, like, the number one coordinator to be a head coach next year. For, like, the last two or three years now. Yeah. Everybody thought he was going to be the one to And leave. it's just been, like, he doesn't interview well. Is he really calling all the plays? Like, and then, you know, you have the other crowd that's, like, is it a racial thing, you know? Which, that's probably the worst end of it to bring but, up. 
hoping might, that's not yeah, the you case. Have to see how they can see how it's a uh, maybe a racial thing because Matt Nagy and dude from the Eagles was under Andy Reid and they were weren't calling plays either and they got head coaching jobs. Right. So that's probably why they no, throw I, that out there. Yeah. No. I I I agree with the position because at this point it's just kind of what's the word? It's getting yeah. old. Like it's just kind of like the same song on repeat constantly. Right. Yes. Always, uh, always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> type of thing for him. Um, no, I I agree. I think you know. I'm surprised he hasn't he hasn't been hired yet, especially by like an offense who's like dying for points or something like like offensively. Okay. I'll stay with there's not uh, there's not a head coaching vacancy out there anymore, is there? Head coaches. I... Uh. I don't think so because Houston. No, because oh, yeah. Houston the hired older, a guy. The dude. Right. Um. Now, it's personal preference for me, but I would rather my head coach be more defensive minded than I would offensive minded. Just because you can find a bunch of talented offensive coordinators. Uh, Man, Kyle that's, Shanahan. That's a tough one. That's, uh, that's... Sean McVay. See, I disagree like, all these because guys... Atlanta had that philosophy too, and you see how that worked out for them. Weren't they like the number one offense of all time? Uh, not of all time. They're up the 2016 season. So, they're definitely up there. So you but know, Dan Quinn was a defensive minded coach, and when they went to the Super Bowl, they still had like the 21st ranked defense. And I look at the Jets when they hired um, Todd Bowles. Todd Bowles, horrible. That's one see, thing, man. Management failed oh, Todd yeah. Bowles, and you see what yeah. he did with that defense in Tampa Bay. Because I'm looking at it from like. Mike Tomlin, that, that's probably a bright spot. I won't even use – Because he's a defensive-minded coach, Mike Tomlin. Huh? And he was good. I'll say Mike Tomlin. I, I don't want to say Bill Belichick just because it's Belichick. But everybody knows Belichick's yeah, a defensive-minded coach. He coached the greatest um, player of all yeah. time. Now, Lawrence Taylor, my, not, not Tom my personal My personal favorite hire, like for a head coaching vacancy in the last couple years – my favorite hire has easily been the Dolphins hiring Brian Flores. That is, that was a good one. Just because, not even, not even just because he came from New England, but the fact that like immediately, kind of like got the players to buy into yeah. what he wanted to do. When everyone thought, if you're hiring a head coach, that's what you want. You want to, you want a coach who can get the players to buy in. And look at yeah. how good they were. What, one or two games out yeah. of the playoffs this year. We're gonna see how the Jets look. And that's how. His second Jets. year. Now, who did the yeah. – oh, Robert Sala. Sala? Yeah. 49ers, From the yeah. 49ers, right? So, and we, you know, same is, thing with him. You know what he bring. Is he the first, like, coach of, like – what's his I descent? think he's Lebanese. Is it – He's uh, oh, Lebanese. I didn't know that. Like, is it – yeah, it's yeah, Middle yeah. Eastern, right? Yeah. And I think he's so. the first Middle Eastern head coach. Yeah, he bring – that's he brings a fire like to the team, so. Um, now, my thing is, I don't, you know, when it comes to, I look at it a very, and it shouldn't even be in a different way. It should just be like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're you're black, white, Lebanese, <laughs> a man or woman. Purple. If you can coach, you can coach. Agreed. You know, I why do I, I don't care what color you're skin. If you're the best coach for me, I want you on my team. I want you to come coach my team for me. Yeah. You know, whoever's going to put my team in the best situation to win, 
That's what I want. Oh, hundred percent. I, you know, maybe these these old GMs aren't looking at nah. it that way. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all they're all seventy. But see, I, I look at it. I look at man, it. As you got you're, so, you're gonna hire who you're go comfortable ahead. around. Like if I was a GM, I would hire you know my friends. I would hire y'all because I know y'all. I'm comfortable around y'all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying like, so you you gonna hire what you you're used to and stuff like that. That's yeah, why you see it. You are, but is that the actual best decision? It don't matter. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, I'm a millionaire. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess as an owner, you don't have the consequences. It's as a GM is where mm-hmm. you yeah. have the consequences because you know, it like, it, yes, they might be your friends, but business has to come before that friendship at that point because your job is to come in here That's and build true. a winner. Right. That's literally yeah, your job. Build build me a team ah, that can win. This coaching stuff tricky, man. Especially uh, it it definitely depends on what team you go to. Cause like Houston, Thomas, I don't know if you know. Man, I don't know if you know. The, oh, go ahead. Go that ahead. was that's a setup for that for that coach for Houston. <laughs> they set that man up. That's a perfect example. You want to hire you want to hire a coach that guys are going to want to play for. How many how many people you know if. Deshaun Watson was like, I'll play in Houston. You would get more free agents because people would want to play with Deshaun Watson. Mm-hmm. Houston's not going to get anybody because they don't even know if Deshaun Watson was, wants to play there. <clears throat> but what were you saying, AJ? Uh, not sure if you knew this. So uh, Ten- Tennessee's offensive coordinator is now the Falcons head coach, Ar- Arthur Smith, right? Okay. Did you know his dad – is the founder of FedEx. Fred Smith? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did? Okay. I just yeah. want to see. Um, if you have any connection to him, if you can write him a letter for me and ask him to tell his pops that I need a raise, <laughs> that'd be great. Because this this pay is not cutting it for me. I have zero. <laughs> zero um, connection. No, but I kind of <laughs> got us off topic. I want to talk to you guys about what the Bills said before, before that, but we can kind of get back into the free agency and, and drafting because I mean, there's really you know, nothing more to talk about with free agency. I mean, look, all I'm saying is I need the Patriots to reach out to Hunter Henry ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. If they can re-sign David Andrews more so, I, I would prefer to have David Andrews back over Joe Tooney because he's our center. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have a bunch of other linemen who could play guard for us. Probably not as well, but they could play guard. Yeah, they need desperately, desperately. I'm begging them. They need a tight end. Terribly yeah. bad. <laughs> tight it's, end receivers and a quarterback. Yeah. Overall, it, it's just going to be wild to see what's going to happen over the next several weeks leading up to the draft. Bro, I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I'm so used to New England picking so late in the draft. I'm like dying halfway through the draft. <laughs> If I yeah, want to, I can I will, can go to bed my night early. Will be over within the first hour. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I can go to bed early. He Daquan's got the latest draft, the latest pick out of all of us. Yeah. I'm gonna still say up and watch the whole thing. Oh, the first round. So. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, <laughs> come on. And then I'm sure Daquan will do what we do every year. He'll come over on day three, and we'll watch, semi watch, <laughs> rounds four through yeah seven. <laughs> You kind of wake up, you're like, wake up from like that post-pizza nap. I'm like, 
it's like five o'clock. I'm like, why is this still going on right now? <laughs> but uh, uh let's get be... into some segments. Huh? Let's slide over into some segments. All right. Did I cut you off, Thomas? I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, the two segments that we have uh, first one we're going to get into baseball season is upon whoa, whoa. us we're in the midst of spring training college whoa. baseball is going it's a great time we finally have another sport to go with basketball and hockey baseball is my favorite sport so I'm, I'm ecstatic <laughs> MLB the show comes out in a month so I don't have to keep playing Madden <laughs> um but our top three is going to be top three baseball jerseys this is baseball jerseys across the spectrum throwbacks current jerseys home away alternate doesn't matter um q let's start with you give us your number three we'll go up so your least favorite to most favorite (laughs) (laughs) Bro, hold on. You, yeah, I say you cut out on me. Say it again. Me? You <laughs> <laughs> having technical difficulties with uh, AJ's mic right now. So, uh... oh shit. Yeah, it's it's okay. We'll we'll be good. Um, I don't know who he said start first, but Q, we're gonna All let right, you man, start so... first. Go ahead. Give us give us your number three jersey. <laughs> <laughs> My number three jersey from. The best uh, baseball jerseys are the the first one is the Oakland Athletics Majestic Green Artinet jersey, the Cooper Cooperstown one. It's um has a green base, has yellow stripes on the sleeves, and a big A, a white A on the what side would that be? The left left side. Um, my second one is the Chicago Cubs. Whoa, 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 huh? whoa. Oh, one, we do one no, no, at a no, time. Say, say your bad. number three. Say your number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> That's perfect, though, because when my mic was going out, I did say Q go first. I was ready. Okay. <laughs> Look, guess that. That was perfect. We might not have been able to hear you, but we had that hey, connection. My AirPods didn't completely finish charging after my workout because, you know, my case is all janky. <laughs> so one started going out. I got the do-do-do-do-do noise in one ear. I was like, oh, let me pop in the other one. And then uh, apparently that shit wasn't working. So sorry about oh, that. Man. You're good, man. Um, go ahead, AJ. You can go. Go ahead. Go second. Um, Give us I'm your going number three, with, Bub. I'm going with the new Brewers Navy alternate jerseys. They just debuted them last year. They had completely revamped their logo, their script on their jerseys. Everything was done. They got a nice navy blue with a almost. I want. I don't want to say yellow because it's not like a bright yellow. It's more like a a lighter gold, but uh, it's one of the cleaner looks in the MLB. It's not the top look, but as far as, you know, completely redesigning your whole logo and uniforms, they hit the nail on the head, and I think it's one of the best jerseys in the league. So I'm going uh, the Brewers Navy alternate. All right. My number three, I don't know if it's their actual home jersey or not, or if it's like an alternate one. But it's the um for the White Sox. And it's the the white jersey that's got the uh red stripe and then it's got socks written in white with a blue background in the middle of the jersey. Um, like I said, I have no clue if it's their actual home jersey. I don't think it is because I think they still use the 
the white pinstripe one, right? Yeah, I believe so. Mm-hmm. And that, but so I guess it's just an alternate one. But yeah, I don't know what it is about that jersey that I like so much. It's just really like a basic design, but it just looks really clean when they wear it. So yeah, that's my the white sides get my number three. The all all white with the with the the uh blue and red on it. All right, so my second one <coughs> is the uh sorry Chicago Cubs. 1998, 1998 pinstripe jerseys. It is a the white pinstripe jersey with the big C on the left chest plate, with the bear on the left arm, with the C around the bear, a walking bear. Um, these were the jerseys uh, I believe Sammy Sosa wore. 1998, very very clean look, especially yep. especially the pinstripe. That pinstripe always looked good. Those white socks, the Yankees, it's, it's always a good look. So I'm going Cubs. Yeah, I like I like the bear on the sleeve. Yeah. And Sam and, and Sammy Sosa word. Granted, you know, he might have been he might have been juicing his bat up, but uh, we we won't acknowledge <laughs> that. <laughs> um, I'm going with another new uniform now this is in my opinion the best uniform in baseball uh it was also debuted last year it was the first jersey that nike revealed because nike took over mlb uniforms starting in 2020 and this was the first jersey or for first team that they revealed and it was the padres new uniforms the padres home uniforms the white brown chin pin stripes chin stripes <laughs> jesus christ you're struggling brown today. Pinch, I'm struggling, dude. Brown pinstripes, Padres across the chest, and brown outlined in gold. Clean look. Their whole, uh, their their whole jerseys, all their jerseys. They they all work. Their alternate jerseys, completely brown Padres across the chest. It it all works. So I'm going Padres. Padres home for my second. Fun. Fun fact about the Padres, real quick, before I move on. I'll ne- I, uh, me and AJ were playing MLB the Show, <laughs> and I remember I was using the Padres, and I threw a no hitter against ah, AJ. Right? I'm thinking I'm gonna win. No, 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 no. no I wait. threw a no hitter. I lost still. <laughs> so he had a drop third strike, and I went to go throw it to first base. And my catcher overthrew the first baseman. This dude made it to third base. And he literally just bunted him home. <laughs> and so I I lost a game 1-0 after throwing a no-hitter. So that's my – every time I think of the Padres, that's like the first thing that pops in my head every time I hear that name. Because I don't – that game, it made me literally hate that game for the rest of the for the rest of the year. <laughs> Um, I need to get me a Slam Diego shirt. Oh God! <laughs> Look, Tatis my, is my that number. Dude. Tatis, go ahead, go ahead. Tatis is nasty though. Um, my number two is a super throwback because I'm going with the uh, the Montreal Expos. I'm pretty sure they ended up turning into the they're the the Nationals are like the modern day Expos now I believe. Um, but my personal favorite form is it's like a light, the light blue one. It almost kind of looks like um, 
the same blue that like the Royals alternate mm-hmm. one has. But it's the light blue. It's just got the the Expos logo over the on the left side. Um, I don't know exactly why I like that jersey so much. Maybe it's because they're not a team anymore, and that's like a super throwback. Now you also really don't see too many people talking about the Expos because they're gone, or even like wearing their apparel. Probably because I'm assuming it it's probably something that's a little bit hard to find or. It's probably more expensive now, but um, yeah, the the Expos and if the MLB is ever trying to do an expansion team, they definitely need to bring the Expos back. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. All right, my last one, the number one. You already know it's going to the the Pittsburgh Pirates, the nineteen seventy eight home jerseys. It's just it's just a yellow jersey, with you know, <laughs> it's just a yellow jersey. But what really makes the jerseys? It's the hat, but we're not talking about hats, so I just got to keep it with the jersey. So it's just a yellow jersey with pirates written across it. It has black lining on the collar, on the sleeve. It has white lining on the sleeve. So, yeah, go home, team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm rolling home team as well. Uh, I am going... The Braves, 1976 to 1979 uh, throwback unis. These were um, what I consider the Hank Aaron joints. They actually wore them prior to 1976, I believe. But um, they are white. Got the Braves in like a royal blue script outlined in red across the chest. Number on the left, bottom left pocket below where the logo would be. And then blue sleeves with the feathers on each sleeve. Okay, okay. And the number just massive on the back and the royal blue outlined in red. It's an absolute classic look. And one of the greatest plays in baseball was made when Hank Aaron passed Babe Ruth, who was wearing that uniform. Okay, okay. Um, I feel so bad because I know for a fact we're really not doing – these jerseys justice by like trying to explain it so if you're listening to it if you can at least pull these jerseys <laughs> up and look at them yourself so you can see where we're, we're coming from because i know for a fact i know for a fact we are not doing a good job trying to hey, detail man, i don't have a degree in uh fashion and marketing i don't know how to explain this <laughs> right um but my number one team ironically enough i'm also gonna you know roll with some biased and go with the the home whoa, team. Whoa. It's gonna be the uh, the Red Sox jersey. You know, just the the old school, the gray the gray one with the red Boston written across it. There's nothing too flashy about it. It's just the Red Sox are a classic team. They've been around for yeah. forever. You know, it's just a lot of a lot of um, what's the word? Uh, legacy within those within those Boston jerseys. So that's why, you know, they hold a very near and dear place to my heart. All right. Do we have any uh, honorable mentions? <laughs> honorable mentions. Oh my god, there's so many honorable um, mentions. Um the Ken Griffey Jr. C- Seattle Mariners <laughs> jersey. Mariners is I'm, coming I'm go, first uh, up. The, the Royals. The Ken Griffey ones though. The DB. Yeah. The Royals the, are really the baby good. blue ones. DB the Bo the Bo Jackson is ones that the though? One? The baby blue ones. I'm pretty sure yeah, Bo Jackson wore those ones. I, I'll almost be positive. Listen, I I despise the Nationals, 
but I think yeah. their I think their home jerseys with the curly W on the top of the chest on the left on the left pocket. That's a clean yeah, look. Yeah, you know it's almost springtime. You know, fellas, ladies, you listening, you know, copy your baseball jersey. Springtime, summertime. It's gonna look real at least, nice. At least yeah. a hat. Hold, at hold least on. a hat. Hold on. At now. least a hat. We we gotta make sure you choose the right hats because you know a lot of these hats are game related, so <laughs> 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 look. But um another oh. one is LA Dodgers, of course, you know. Oh, the yeah. Dodger Blue is classic. I didn't have them in my list because I hate them. I would have felt too Look, cliche. I would say. Going I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like saying that's like yeah. saying the Yankees. Yeah, I would say. I I <laughs> absolutely hate the Yankees, but there's no denying like the history yeah. of how iconic that jersey is. Um, the Twins um, powder blue alternates. Let me Google that. Those are up there. Minnesota Twins. Okay, okay. I like it. I um, like it. The Norfolk Tides. <laughs> <laughs> the Norfolk Tides, the older ones though, you know where they were, where they were just blue and white when the uh, when the Mets owned them. Shout shout out to them, you know that's the real home team for us. <laughs> oh my god! God, who else? Who else? Who else? Um, in terms of your, so there's a lot the of Giants had some yeah jerseys. Baseball, when they did the, I mean there's. It's so uh, evolutionary as far as what they're doing yeah. with jerseys, man. There's a new jersey for a different team every year. You know, baseball. Baseball's one of those ones it. where you get you get to have a a bunch of very distinct jerseys, and you know, yeah. like you said, they're constantly changing. They constantly have new ones. You know, they. Uh, I remember when they were doing the um, the one on Mother's Day, the jerseys they do on Mother's Day um, for shoot. They do Jackie they do Robinson. Day. Yeah. They do Father's Day. Um, you mentioned Jackie Robinson when every player wears the number 42. That's yeah. really cool. They got that um, salute to They have – I was about to say they have the military jerseys for like veteran – not Veterans Day. Uh, what is it, Memorial Day? Is that the one yeah. in May? Memorial Day in May. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, what else? They have the 4th of July jerseys where they incorporate the american flag into the logo and everything um players weekend those are yeah. pretty cool players weekend oh where they get to have their own it's like nickname right 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 and the jerseys are just like completely different looking let's, like I let's think, be real was it last year when like all the jerseys were like black look like the jerseys were really different i can't remember if that was last year or if that was a couple of years ago some of the nicknames that they use aren't the best in the world. <laughs> some of the guys need some new nicknames. Yeah, there's there's some questionable ones up there. But uh, we, who who am I to who am I to tell them? They're making millions of dollars. I'm sitting at home on the computer. <laughs> um, no man, but that's you know it's such a a cool thing about baseball, and it kind of it kind of sucks, you know, that it's not as popular as it could be. You know, granted, they're trying to do things to change that with speeding up the game and and you see you know, you know baseball well, you know, well it's gonna be like one of the uh sports that's gonna try to go full capacity first because you know it's outside all that stuff so fans yeah, yeah. Sure. Ba- baseball is one of those sports in my opinion at least to me i think it's like i love baseball i can sit down at home and watch a game on tv uh-huh. 
but baseball is one of those sports where it's like you have to go in person to yes. you know get the like full soccer. effect of it like Agreed. if you like you have to walk into like a, a iconic stadium and get the full effect and actually you know smell the hot smell the hot dogs at the at the ballpark and buy a $24 beer <laughs> dude uh, when you're in person at a baseball game that shit goes by so fast it does yeah you it's, you watch a you watch a a pitch be made and then you know you'll just turn your head for like 2 seconds and they already throw like two more pitches and you just like <laughs> missed it like yeah it happens that fast and you don't think about it on tv because you're just watching tv and it's like all right they pitched now i'm gonna take like 30 seconds to throw another pitch and shit mm-hmm. like the, it's so the, it's so much more different the only thing i want to go to more than you know going back to a professional baseball game is and covid kind of ruined it for us well for me and daquan personally is because we were going to take the trip to um to see the ohio state michigan game yeah broke my heart and that's still that's still a goal. We don't know when, but that's definitely a goal within the next couple hey, of years. Man, hopefully, like, nah, I, I don't really want to go to Michigan. Never mind. <laughs> no, I'd rather come on, Yuri. No, I'd rather go to to the to the horseshoe. But I'm trying to be out there with a, a O painted Michigan, on my chest, we, we shirtless. The, the best stadium out there. I mean, yeah, it's the biggest. Otherwise, it, okay. That does sometimes biggest and doesn't I, I mean got, best. Michigan's not you, bro. Listen, Michigan's not a football school. You, bro, I got you. You know I do. Michigan, Michigan's not a football school anymore. They're true. a basketball school. Yeah. yeah, for real. Which is bad. Let's be real. I don't know if they. I don't think they've really been a football school since we've been alive. <laughs> that is true. I mean, we had some some sparks. I mean, they had when we were younger. When we were younger, but when Jabril um, Peppers was there, you know. <clears throat> <laughs> they still that weren't was, doing anything. Those are what was that 16? 2016? <laughs> I think so. Because that's when that the Big Ten, right. bro. The Big yeah. Ten was that's booming. Like, yeah. Iowa, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. Cause Michigan State went to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it got <laughs> mollywopped by uh Is that Connor Cook? Yeah, because he yeah. got drafted to the Raiders. Yeah, dang. Yep. Shout out to Connor Cook. Some good years, baby. Good oh years. my gosh! Now in the SEC run shit again. You know, things are back in things are back I mean, in order. The the top the top three teams in the SEC run shit. Things are back in order. I would say, bro, did you guys see the um the report saying Georgia and Alabama are out there bro, paying high school yes. players? I, w- I don't. Believe I meant to bring it up, but I was like, I don't, I don't, don't believe that. And you know, it's crazy because they was talking about uh, come on, what what's that that college? Uh, Valdosta, Valdosta, yeah, the Valdosta. high school, yeah. How they was paying quarterbacks yeah. and all this stuff, and I was like, "Yo, I believe it, hundred percent." Of course, I wouldn't doubt it. Hell, they had they. I was saying, I high, think, I think shady what, stuff goes what, on. What was that high school that had their own TV show? Yeah, oh, Hoover, thousand percent. It's paying all those players. Wait, what? I didn't even know they had their own show. Yeah, MTV. Yeah, two days. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Hoover High Bro, School. Oh, you know that? Shout out George Pickens. Oh. No. That's where Pickens went. Bro, I don't watch a lot of TV. This, bro. We was young though. Dude, no, that shit that came on that came on in the yeah, 2000s. We was hella young. Oh. Like late 2000s. That show was crazy. That was like what you think Last Chance You is now. 
but way in, more insane. Hey, give my man, give my man. Those uh, coaches were Coach Brown a job. <laughs> them coaches would have made your but ass cry. I thought Bama was day. like a a high class say, uh, state boy. Nope. <laughs> 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 they just had that school. Yeah. They out there poisoning trees and. That's like the Texas <laughs> yeah, school bro, of like Alabama. Was, that shit was intense. Look, that's. It's so crazy. I'm I'm sure shady stuff like that goes on with uh, across the nation oh, with colleges, right. but let's be real. There's there's a big difference between Alabama play, paying a player and then you know Idaho paying a <laughs> player. Is, I think uh, what I was reading it said they gave Georgia they gave um, Nick Chubb. I want to say I believe it was 60k to stay an extra year. God dang. Yeah, bro, that's nuts. So that that's that's rumors though. Thousand, bro. They don't know if it's true or not. You know, Nick. They'll never know. Yeah, if Nick it's Chubb true. definitely not going to talk. You know, you know, Nick Chubb's never going to say anything. <laughs> I'm about to say unless word yeah, comes Nick from Nick Chubb definitely now. not going to talk. I'll say because you, uh, Will Compton and Terrell Lewan. Oh, you talking about busting Derrick with Henry. the boys and they were yeah. talking about Derrick Henry, dude. That the was, boys. That was low key messed up. <laughs> what they say? I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> they were like, yo, how how much how much they Alabama pay you? Them. They were grilling him, dude. They were trying to get him to. They were like, "How much? How much saving paying you over there?" <laughs> hey, he was and like, Derek Henry was like, "Just pay me in championships, man." They're like, "No, get the fuck out of here! How much money paying you, dude? Like, what kind of car did he get you, man? Like all that stuff." And he's like, "Dude, pay me in championships, bro." Hey, goddamn lie. I mean, that's the that, that's that the best response true. from Derrick Henry. He, he, get, he getting he getting rings all right. That man, they they were buying the man three Mercedes a year. <laughs> right? Our Mercedes are uh, Audi. Oh man! Oh my gosh! Let's get to the uh, the last segment of the show. Uh, this is episode number yes, thirteen. Sir. We actually have yep. a valid a valid number where all of us can pick and you know and can kind of argue. Like, yeah, this person is actually the goat of it. But uh, best player to wear number thirteen. Um, who do we want to go? Do I want to go first? Do you want to go first, Thomas? Uh, well, like. Q go first again since he um he started the top three, so we'll just let him rock. <clears throat> All right. Our best player Q. to wear number thirteen is the one of the, the the greatest athletes. Pretty boy. If you say Odell, <laughs> you're boy. done next week. <laughs> I mean my man could have played soccer. He was on the, the United States team. The U team. I forgot what age, but he was on that team. Could have could have played soccer, but he chose football like his father. Odell Cornelius Beckham Jr. The best player oh, to wear number thirteen. All right, hit me out now. You know my man only my, own, my man only played, <coughs> Boo. played two Boo. full seasons because of injury. Only two, but when Odell came into the league, I let you find my man. I'm not even going to talk about the catch. I'm going to talk about the catches. I'm telling you, my <laughs> man has next level. One of the most agile players in the game still. Only reason he got hurt was because Baker Mayfield threw an interception, and like a great team player, he ran the dude down and got the tackle. You mean for the first hey, time in his career? Hey, watch your mouth, boy. All right? <laughs> watch your mouth. <laughs> All right? I mean – He's a great team leader, you know. He had him on Miami, shirtless, having a great time before a playoff game. Um, <laughs> on the boat. Um, you know, 
you know, Green Bay was just better that day. I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> but for career-wise, my man has 6,830 yards, 487 receptions. I mean, 2014 was his best year, averaging 108 yards a game with a 70% catch uh, ratio. Like, to me, when Odell was healthy, Odell was definitely top three receiver. I would go, it was, I'll go Julio AB. That was always 1A, 1AB. I mean, 1A, 1B. And then I'll go Odell Beckham when he was healthy. So, my best player to win number 13 is Odell Beckham. Hey, before we move on, one thing about Odell. We'll see. Everyone remembers him for, everyone remembers him for the, wait, can you hear me? That's why your mic, your mic keeps going out. Because you be speaking that bullshit. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. I Look, put in my other one. It had to charge again, okay? I'm yeah, struggling yeah. over here. Maybe you need to charge them beforehand <laughs> like the rest of us? Dude, it did. I don't know. Okay. So, V-Catch. Everyone remembers, <laughs> Still right? nothing, because he's speaking that bullshit. All right, who's next? <laughs> I am not speaking that bullshit. I fucking hate these AirPods, dude. I'm throwing <laughs> them in the trash. Bro, Look, just send them to Apple and be like, yo, you, you guys sold me some wonky ones. Help me out. I'm throwing them in the trash. All right. Can you hear me? Uh, you still can't hear me. Still Look, who's next? Just talking. Give us a thumbs up when you're done. <laughs> <laughs> who's next? Because obviously he's speaking bad about Odell, and the Lord won't let it happen. <laughs> All, right, All right, so look, I just, I'll go I, ahead and. Go ahead, AJ. Give us a question of 30. I'll go. They're not going to be able to hear me what I'm saying about Odell. The only thing I was going to say is the best catch I ever seen him made was LSU versus Georgia when he caught the kicker turn one-handed, top hand, and he reached over yeah. the ball and caught it on oh, the kick. Man. Look, I'm just saying, as soon as as soon as he started talking good about him, we could hear oh, him again. Yeah, That's yeah. what's ironic. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't going to oh, say any bullshit. All right. Um, all right, so my, <laughs> go ahead. my best player to wear number 13 – is uh, the top scorer in the NBA in terms of most points in a game? Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt is still. This one's a little. This one's a little obvious. I'm all you, Wilt. Two-time NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, four-time MVP, uh, All-Star Game MVP, 13-time All-Star, seven-time First Team, three-time Second Team. He also made the defensive team. All, I'm sorry, all defensive team two times. He was also rookie of the year, seven-time NBA scoring champion, 11-time NBA rebounding champion. This dude yeah. did it all. Literally did it all. And he was a Harlem Globetrotter. He did it all. Oh, on me now? Oh, no. I, I wanted to say, sorry, you I'm, know, I'm over I, don't, here, I don't think people put <laughs> I'm over here. enough respect on Wilt name as one of the best centers in the game. I don't think they do either, man. It seems like, you know, they only go back I think they to really only the 90s with Hakeem, Shaq, Ewan, that era. You know, they forget about the greats. Yeah, like, like they, Chamberlain. Yeah, they kind of forget about those those yeah. older guys and what they were what they were now, doing. I would say, what was now, it? Shaq doesn't forget we about We always them. got that, that joke. Yeah. Well, we what would you say? That man was out there running track. He could bench 400. <laughs> Yeah, I'll say he was always. He, he averaged thirty points a game, some other stuff. Twenty-two rebounds, thirty points per game for his career, twenty-three rebounds for his career, and five assists. 
Yeah, I would say he was it's unreal. As as nasty as they come. Now you know he yeah. did have to go to the uh, Lakers to win the championship. You know, I'm not gonna say nothing about that. But. <laughs> mm, I mean, at least he got a championship, right? <laughs> yeah, he had to join <laughs> right. the logo to get a ring. I say, I say because you know my my number thirteen unfortunately didn't win the championship. Ah! <laughs> 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 my uh. My number 13, you know, 6'4", 224 out of Pittsburgh, Ooh. was drafted uh, 27th overall by the Miami Dolphins in 1983. Quarterback Dan Marino, you know, he, he made he made the Super Bowl one time, but they were playing. Um, they got matched up against the 49ers and, and Joe Jesus. Montana. So, yeah, so, you know, kind of un- unfortunate there, but obviously, you know, Went to the Hall of Fame in 2005. He was a nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro, won an MVP, won Offensive Player of the Year, um, won Walter Payton Man of the Year one time, was also the Comeback Player of the Year in 1994. Um, so he played five games in 1993, and the reason why, like, 1994, he went 10-6, and six, had 4,453 yards and 30 touchdowns with 17 picks in the year he won comeback player of the year. Um, and this was, you know, at a time, his, his career high for a season in terms of passing yards was, um, 5,084 yards. He had 48 touchdowns and 17 picks while throwing for 64.2% of his passes and, and led the Dolphins to a record of 14 and two. Is that his MVP year? So obviously, you know, yeah, yeah that was the MVP year. 5,000 yards um, that, that day and age. Yeah, so you know this is coming from a you know era of football where people weren't throwing for that many yards. You know he he broke five thousand yards one time. He broke four thousand one two three four five five times. He broke four thousand. You know he's got sixty one thousand three hundred sixty one passing yards in his career with four hundred and twenty touchdowns to uh two hundred and fifty two touchdowns. So you know that's almost I don't know. That's a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, he led 33 comebacks and he had 47 game-winning drives in his career. So, you know, Dan Marino, even though he didn't, he he didn't get to win a championship. My man was definitely ice in his veins. Definitely one of the best quarterbacks to ever do it. And had he won a championship, he probably would have more respect as a quarterback in that kind of, you know, when you talk about the best of all time. He, he would have a little bit more credit if he could have just beat good old Joe Montana in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think Dan's still up there, though. You know, I think that, that era, you, you always got to mention Joe, yeah, Steve, yeah, come on. and John Elway, Dan Marino. Um, Fun fact, in the 1983 NFL draft, would you like to take a guess at who went number John one Elway. that year? Yeah, I knew that. Yep. One. You know what team drafted him Baltimore. originally? No. Uh kind of, yeah, I guess. I mean, it was the Colts. Oh, Colts. Yeah, I'm gonna say, man, my my brother Broncos fan, man. I know my knowledge. <laughs> yep. Um Eric Dickerson went number 2, but for the when you think about how good Joe Montana is, I mean, Joe Montana, I'm Joe sorry, Montana. Uh, oh. Dan Marino. He went 27. There was John Elway obviously went number one. 
Um, where's he at? Todd Blackbridge was drafted by Kansas City at number seven. You had Jim Kelly drafted at okay. fourteen by That's the, the Bills. Tony Eason drafted at Tony Eason drafted at fifteen by the Patriots. Um, if you ask my dad, my dad hates Tony Eason <laughs> with passion. Uh, and then you had one more, I think, go before him. Yep, oh, Ken O'Brien went 24 yes, for the Jets. So Dan Marino was, what was that, the sixth quarterback taken in the draft? And he arguably outperformed all of them with the exception of John Elway. If you want, John Elway, obviously, with the, the was, two was Super Bowls. Um, Bruce Matthews? Or did he go year before? Bruce yeah. Matthews. Um, let's see. Bruce Matthews drafted ninth overall by the Houston okay. Oilers. Okay. That's my guy. Killer lineman, boy. Shout to shout to the Oilers. Yeah, yeah, we we like the big uglies around here. How many pounds did Dan Marino lose on Nutrisystem? Huh? Hey man, you need to fix your. How bike. many pounds did Dan Marino? <laughs> <laughs> it's these goddamn so, AirPods, dude. You say something about some Nutrisystem? <laughs> I did. <laughs> Yo, Daryl Green went 28 though, right behind Dan Marino. Daryl Green, Daryl Green, lying. They talk about how fast Daryl Green is. I, I need to see. I think Daryl Green wasn't he the one? I think he was the one who chased down Bo Jackson. Oh damn! Yeah, the cornerback. Yeah. For the skins. Um, but I'm just saying, John Elway did a real hoe move by doing what Eli Manning. Eli Manning followed suit. <laughs> Mr. I don't want to play for them. I'll go play baseball. You got any uh, honorable mentions him. for number 13? Honorable mentions. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Number 13. Michael Thomas. Okay, that's not bad. Michael Thomas. Breaking Trash. Receiver records. Uh, you know, they got uh, Roberto Clemente. You know, for AJ. He was 21. Steve Nash. Two-time MVP. James Harden, although I don't want to put James Harden James in Harden. Hey, put James uh, Harden in there, man. Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner wore number 13. Hey, man, hey, hey, hey. we're not going to gloss over James Harden like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's really it. The rest of the guy, Alex Rodriguez, if you want to count him. Um. Rest of the guys are guys who are all kind of playing now, doing their thing now. Okay, okay. So you know, as far as jersey numbers go, this this was actually able to be a good a good week for us. We we could all kind of get different opinions in instead of you know all agreeing or throwing out some blasphemous one. <clears throat> Take one. Hey man, if Odell's healthy, <laughs> Odell can be a top five receiver, man. Do I think do I think he got greedy? What, what you say? The- and- Going to the Browns, I think so. The Browns was a bad choice. Was, <laughs> it looked good until we noticed how many weapons the Browns had. It was like, all right, goddamn, <laughs> this this too much. Look, you saying Odell isn't as bad as AJ saying Johnny Hecker or saying Joe Burrow. Oh, a thousand percent, <laughs> thousand percent. So, because Odell, you know, you know, we'll be able. <laughs> my man been proven. We'll be able to let. We'll be able to let that one rock, I guess. Now, but. was I was a, was I one of the people saying Odell was going to the Hall of Fame off his first like three years? A thousand percent. 
You damn right I was. Cause he was breaking all the tight. He, he was breaking all the tights of records uh, and all these receiving records within the first 16 games or whatever, all that stuff. I was like, oh, shoe in, Hall of Famer. It's not looking so good right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Injuries are happening. But, um, yeah, I guess, you know, we're going to let AJ get his last couple words in here. <laughs> we'll let him, we'll let him wrap it up for us. Cause you know, we can't really, we can't really hear him. They He's over hear here, me, man. You know, deaf. Is my mic hot? They can't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> These AirPods ain't good for shit. Um, well, that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you for everyone watching. Um, this was one of our longest shows that we've ever done, but we had a blast doing it. Please follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like the show, comment to us, let us know what you want us to talk about. Uh, do you have any opinions as far as what we talked about on this show? We are also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. But that'll be it for the show. Everyone have a good rest of your week. Um, Daquan, you remember that show, Pardon the Interruption yeah. or whatever? That's kind of what AJ was like. <laughs> we j- it's like we kept muting him. <laughs> uh, love you, mama. Oh, man. Uh-uh.